went to him. He just has it. Five seconds to go. Bridges for three. Yes! Welcome back to the Spartans, Wolverines, and Beards podcast. This is episode 11. Um, thank you guys for coming back. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for all of the, the likes, shares, follows. Stay with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spartans, Wolverines, and Beards podcast on all three things. Um, again, on any whatever site or device you're listening on, like share subscribe rate review all that stuff please it it helps us out and we greatly appreciate it so uh, just kind of a round up what we're going to go over this week we'll have our good the bad the ugly we'll have our pick em segment and then being as how the lions were off last week we're going to kind of do a quick little touch on college basketball season as it's quickly approaching we're not going to do anything too deep and then uh maybe a little nba touch too so, just two quick little things. We're going to try to stay short with those because we are still in the heart of football season, but figured we'll give them just a quick little sharp rundown kind of thing. So, uh, with that, we're going to get right into our first news topic of, um, really, I think it was our only topic that we had. So, I found this tweet last week. I think it was, I think it was during the games when I saw it. I don't remember. I texted it to you. And it was, uh, it was about Clemson and their playoff chances this year. And it was a, if you want to pull it up real quick, yeah. the exact thing. It said, at the end of the season, it's quite possible Clemson plays a maximum of only two ranked opponents, potentially only one. And then all I heard for two years was UCF didn't deserve a playoff spot because of the schedule. So why would Clemson deserve a spot? And I got to thinking about that. And it's like, well, I know the number one argument would be, well, they're still a group of five playing a power. They're still playing a power five schedule. So it's the, the teams in that conference would, a lot of those teams would have winning records in, in the American yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, if the teams you're playing are shit, they're shit. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? What's, where are you at with that? Um, you know, I, it's hard because I feel like as a national champ, you do, you're still the national champ until you're dethroned. Um, so I think on that aspect, yeah, they just deserve a playoff spot just because they are the defending national champs and they haven't been knocked off yet. Uh, but on the other flip side of it, I mean, that's a very valid point because for how many years did we say Western doesn't deserve it, Central Florida doesn't Boise deserve State. it, Boise State never deserves it. Yeah. And, I mean, and you look at – I just kind of wrote up some quick notes on Clemson right now. They're 60th for strength of schedule in the nation. And that's going to go down. Yeah, that's going to go down. I mean, the toughest opponent they play – for the rest of the year is is Wofford because Wofford I think is like four and one, <laughs> and then Wake Forest is five and zero. Oh. Yeah, other Wake than Forest that, going to be their best game I think. Yeah, and other than that, you've got teams that are just north of five hundred. Right. I mean, and my argument, my my defense of the whole, you're still a defending champion, but it's a different team. Yeah, I mean they they lost a lot from that team. Mm-hmm. I mean you don't just get to be in the national championship game because you were last year. Yeah, I mean point. yeah, you're you're. Past history dictates a little bit about who you are, but it's still a different team. I mean, to me, that 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 should hold more water. What we've done so far for six weeks should mean more than what you did last year. Yeah, no, I agree. So, and they should have one loss. Mm-hmm. And if they lose one game, they're out. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care what happens the rest of the year; they're out. Yeah, there's no way a one-loss Clemson gets in over a one-loss Big Ten champ, a one-loss Big Twelve champ, even a one-loss Pac-12 champ. Yeah, would deserve to be in over Clemson at that point, just strictly based on the schedule. Yeah, the ACC right now is just straight doo doo. If Oregon runs the table, and their one loss is Week One to Auburn by seven, and Clemson's got one loss, no way in hell you take Clemson over Oregon. No, no way, can't no. do it. So, yeah, that was it. Was really interesting to read that, and I, I'm like, it makes a good point. Yeah, it, it does. really, really does. So. You know, it's something to keep an eye on going forward. Mm-hmm. Kind of how that schedule progresses out and how uh, how everything else shakes out with the ACC. So, well, I mean, and that was one of the biggest knocks on the BCS system was yeah. just just stupidity. And I mean, and that's a good point. I mean, 
why would they deserve it? If you're only playing one ranked team all season, of course you're going to go undefeated. Yeah, and you're playing in the teams you're playing, you're not beating the piss out of them. No. Like games that they should be running away with, they're not. Like, and technically their toughest game is on the road. You could say it's South Carolina, and that's the last game of the season. And that's only because it's a rivalry game. Yeah. South Carolina's really not that good. No, they're not. So. It'll be definitely interesting to see. If they lose a game, I will be very, very interested on the selection day. If they go, if they have one loss, what it looks like. Now, obviously, if there's two lost teams, that changes the whole thing. But it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So, okay, with that, we're gonna go right into our good, the bad, the ugly. Um, Michigan State loss in Columbus that I don't know some some kind of thought would go that way some thought wouldn't go that way it had the looks of being a little bit better at the start and then the state just couldn't quit screwing themselves over and then a Michigan win at home versus Iowa that has just as many questions as yep. what the Michigan State game did. So, Lane, I'll let you go ahead and go first with your good, the bad, the ugly for the Michigan State loss down in Columbus. I mean, I guess my first good thing is that the game's actually it's over. Hey, that was mine from a couple of weeks right. ago. I mean, J.K. Dobbins has stopped running, I think. Are you sure? He might still, Are you sure? he might still, he still be, might be running. Um, I mean, first quarter, I mean, you shot yourselves in the foot twice in the first two possessions. Yeah. And you're still only down, I think, what was it, 3 nothing? Yeah, it was 3 nothing. Because I was watching it, and I said to my wife, I'm like, wow, Michigan State should be winning this game at least 10-3 to mm-hmm. after all that. Because, I mean, they, oh, they they gave it away. If, if, oh, they, yeah. if those two possessions are even just good drives, they don't even have to lead to points, but just good drives yeah. changes the whole complexion of that game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was... Because the, the defense came out hot. Oh, the yeah. defense came out and played great. Yeah, that defense came out great, and then we got in the second quarter. Yeah. And as soon as Dobbins broke off that seventy-yard run, yeah, I knew game over. Well, it's I done. think the defense started to get gassed. I mean, oh, yeah, you're dealing with horses out there, and you're trying to contain them, and you're on the field constantly. Mm-hmm. They just got gassed. Yeah, it, you could see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just look, it just looks bad. Yeah. So, um, so actually, then getting into my bad, looking bad. Um, for a team that's stout in the run defense, we gave up 323 total yards on the ground. That I mean, we knew Ohio State was good, and I mean, this was Ohio State's first real test of the season, and they looked every bit as good as advertised, if not better, I feel like. I mean, at this point, if anybody says they're not the best team in the country, just purely based on what they look like, they're crazy. Yeah. I mean, in my mind, they're the best team in the country right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at their opponents' records and everything else, all the metrics point to them being the best team right now. Yeah. So. Um, and their schedule plays in their favor. They don't mm-hmm. play a ranked road game until they come to Michigan if Michigan's even ranked at that point. So, I mean, their schedule is in their favor. Yeah. They very much look like a team that will go undefeated this yeah. season. Um and I guess the ugly is just kind of the aftermath of the game. Uh, we're losing another running back to transfer. There's two of them now. Two of them, uh, Ladarius Jefferson and Connor Hayward. Yeah. Hayward, I kind of felt like that was coming. Yeah, Hayward. He seemed like he got jumped twice. Yeah, Hayward to me kind of felt like that was going to happen after Collins kind of took over the lead right. back role. Uh, I feel like he was kind of on his way out. Jefferson kind of caught me off guard. I mean, that really leaves us with only two decent backs for the rest right. of the season. And that's not a position to be thin at. No. That's Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's not a good look going forward for Sparty. Uh, I mean, we got our ass kicked this weekend. Now we go to Madison this weekend again. Yeah. And then we got Penn State at home. So, I mean, offensively, they got to get that figured out right now. Right. Because you faced the number two defense in the nation last week. You're facing the number one this week. So, I mean... And Wisconsin it, just keeps looking good. Yeah, Wisconsin keeps fitting the bill of an, an Ohio State-Wisconsin Big Ten final, and that's – I'll, I'll pay to see that. That'll be well, a, they, they play in a couple weeks too, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they do play. I'm trying to find it. Um, so, yeah, just overall, I mean – Two weeks. The team – like I was reading some things online, and one of the overreactions was is that this team looks like a – a six and six team or a seven and five team, I don't disagree. I, 
you it looks like last year all over again except you do have healthy players you are healthy this year and you're still not getting it done offensively I don't know I mean shout out to Lewerke for being the number one totally yard quarterback passing wise I don't think it's him I don't think it is either I think it's offensive line and coaching yeah I just think everything else around him isn't there yeah he seems healthy he's throwing the ball well he's moving well I don't. I don't think it's Lurky at all. No, and actually, when we now I'll let you go to Michigan, but when we wrap up this segment, I want to talk a little bit, kind of a parallel of notes between our two programs, and just kind of a mini rant, I guess you could say, sure. about the state of a Big Ten right now. Sure. So uh, we'll get into the Michigan Iowa game, and it's been, I, I mean, it's just been all, all the talk lately. So uh, my good, I'm going to give to the defensive line. In general, obviously the entire defense played really well against Iowa. Um, Iowa's, they've been called Wisconsin Junior. Yeah. Kind of the same style of offense, which for Michigan that's good because you got gashed by Wisconsin. So to step up and really completely limit this team is good. And well, it's ironically, actually, Iowa overall is ranked higher in the nation offensively than Wisconsin. So right. Right. So a, I mean, yeah. for you guys. The big thing, though, I said with defensive line was the interior. Because if you remember, I think it, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, I really ran it about the interior being so thin. I think it was both weeks we talked yeah, quite a good bit about it. Not having, and I was extremely impressed with Carlo Kemp and Michael Dwomfor. Those two played a lot of snaps, played really good. I mean. So that's great. That just means that now Donovan Jeter can roll in and other guys can just rotate in and you have two solid interior guys instead of just pissing in the wind and hoping you find something. Mm -hmm. So that was my good. Obviously, the defense as a whole was really good, despite of some scheme issues with Don Brown. We'll get into that a little bit later, too, because... When you do your little rant, I got some things to say, too. So we'll get into that. Uh, My bad was the special teams. Missed two field goals, one of them on a bad because of a bad snap. Now, granted, that was a 58-yard field goal, but it had a leg, and the snap was low, and the, the holder tried to fumble it and get it up real quick. And it's you know with kicking, it's all about timing. Yeah. And that you could you could see Nordine, he was he was visibly upset that the snap was bad, and the center came up to him and said, "My bad, it was bad snap." I mean, it basically hopped to the holder, so that screws up all your 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 momentum there. But. Moody misses a chip shot that essentially would have like completely iced the game because mm-hmm. Iowa wasn't scoring twice if they scored once. Mm-hmm. So you got you got to clean that stuff up. And then Will Hart, he had a good net with punting, but there were like four or five occasions where he was punting and he could have pinned them inside the fifteen, inside the ten, inside the five, and he wasn't even close. Booted him. He, I think he kicked one through the back of the end zone. Oof. Like and I understand that you could tell the wind was playing tricks with people. It was mm. in there, but this guy is a, a an elite an elite punter. Mm. I mean, he was Big Ten punter of the year last year. He's he has been great. But so those are things that in bigger games, the the, the Penn States, the Notre Dames, the Ohio States, the Michigan States, you got to have those are that's a, that's a lot of yards to give up from going from the twenty to get them inside the five. That's huge. It completely shifts the field. Mm-hmm. So. I have no no doubt that he'll get it he'll get it cleaned up, but that I just that was bad. And then the ugly is the the hot topic of everybody right now, Shea Patterson. Uh, I don't want to put it all on Shea because it's not all on Shea, but I think with this style of offense, it does have to start and end with the quarterback. You're talking about a spread offense that revolves around deception and, and RPOs and reads and all. Everything that's involved with it revolves around the quarterback making the decisions, and he's not making the decisions. Mm-hmm. And when he is making the decisions, they're late. Yep. He's a half a beat late with everything. I don't know if he's gun-shy. I don't know if he just doesn't have a grasp of the offense. I don't know if he doesn't trust his offensive line. I don't know what it is, but he has regressed light years from last year. So is it a lingering injury? Right. Lewerke last year. Mm-hmm. Now, Grant, that was a shoulder, and the whole world knew that because mm-hmm. he couldn't throw. But is it an injury? So maybe he's he's tentative, but whatever it is has got to get cleaned up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it you can't have he he throws off his back foot so much, and anytime yeah. you see a quarterback throwing off their back foot, it's because they're afraid. Yeah, they're trying to stay away from things, and he tries to get out, bail out of pockets, step into a pocket. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I counted where the offensive line actually gave him a solid pocket to step up into and give those receivers that extra boom, boom, boom to get open. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these routes are long progressing routes. And that's on Josh Gaddis, you know, simplified right. a little bit. Yeah. I haven't seen a 
tunnel screen or a bubble screen to a wide receiver yet. Right. Like you, the speed and right. space mantra that you live on screens and stuff. Bubble screens, a swear word to me being a Lions fan. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> Sorry. I, I apologize. So that was my ugly shade. I, right now with Dylan McCaffrey hurt, he is your option because yeah. Joe Milton, while he has a lot of promise, is not ready yet. Hopefully he's ready in a year or two, but he's not ready yet. I mean, he's a backup to be – that's what he needs to be, a backup to learn and keep progressing. So until McCaffrey gets a full bill of health, Shay's your guy. So yeah. he's just got to get better. you got Illinois this week, and then you're at Happy Valley in a whiteout, and then you've got Notre Dame coming the next week yeah. at home. So That's a nasty little stretch. You, you've – You've got to, it's shit or get off pot time. Either he's yeah. got to get get it right, or we, we something's got to change. So well, yeah, and it, I don't know if you saw it today. There was like an interview that Shea did, and like he just, and even in his answers to me, he didn't seem confident. And I don't know, like any of you read the Twitter verse, some say, I'll watch the video. Yeah, some say, oh, it's just his demeanor. Some say he's broken. I mean, there is a little bit of an interesting, I think, aspect. To that, like you said, does he not have confidence in his line? Does he not know understand the playbook? And I think when you look at that, I mean, kind of is worth looking into, I feel like, because to me, he didn't seem confident at all. Hey, he's always been a guy who's quieter, softer spoken, more reserved. He's always been that way. And the thing that I always roll back to is in the beginning of the season, Gaddis made the comment about, you know, I always call Shay and he's, he's on a golf course. And, you know, he's, he's always out on the golf course all summer, so I was worried about that. I never got a good feeling about that. Now, he followed that up with, but he's out here killing it now, so I guess I'm not worried. But why would you even say it? Right. Why would you even bring that up? In the, with, I mean, it wasn't prompted. Like, no. it wasn't asked about. Like, he brought that up in a conversation. So why would you do that if it wasn't something you were legitimately concerned about? Yeah. So... I don't know. I mean, if it doesn't get better, like you said, this is a seven and five, eight and four team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, you can't. You hate to put it all on the quarterback, but it, you, it's got to start there. It starts and ends there. I mean, I was texting one of my buddies during the Michigan game, and I said, "Man, it would be amazing if Shea would just keep one or two of these balls around the end and watch the running game open up." Sure enough, what's he do? He keeps one around the end, gets fifteen yards. The next play, eight yard dive up the middle on another read, mm-hmm. because now they have to respect it. Yeah. So. It's got to get that cleaned up. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. So why don't you go ahead with your other points, and I'll chime in on those, and I'll uh, give up my points too. So I guess when we we're talking about Michigan State and Michigan, and just the lack of offense and and everything that's kind of swirling in the Big Ten right now, I've just I mean I've written down the national rankings, which you can take from that as you will because it's teams they've played so far. And So Ohio State is an eighth nationally in total offense. Penn State is 14th. The next best team is Iowa at 29th. And then after that, it's Wisconsin at 44th. And then we're scattered from 46 on to Northwestern 120 and 46th. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't want to be at that line. No, I wish, wish Michigan State is 71st, Michigan at 81st. Yeah. So and kind of with when we get back to the coaching, I guess my thought is is between Michigan and Michigan State is they people wonder why Ohio State is so dominant. It's because they've adapted. They've understood what the game has become. Urban Meyer back in the day when it was Tim Tebow and Utah and Alex Smith and all those guys, he understood where the game was going to go. He said, "I'm going to get the fastest, biggest dudes on my team." I'm gonna run. I'm gonna beat you in the mouth, and I'm gonna run you out. Run you out the building, and that's what they're doing now. Now you look at Texas. You look at that lineage, and they're doing the same thing. You can argue Penn State's doing the same thing. I mean, you look at all these teams that are adapting and changing, and they're winning ball games. Where you've got hard-headed Harbaugh, and you've got hard-headed D'Antonio. That well, this is Big Ten football. It's gonna get cold in November. We're gonna we're gonna power eye, and we're gonna run it down your throat. Well, that's not working anymore. Right. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like, you know, Harbaugh, everybody similarly hired Josh Gaddis, so he's committed to this this offense, but at the end of the day, 
It's still the head coach. Yeah. Who's the head coach? Who? What's the philosophy? You're still the CEO. Right. So, yes, Josh Gaddis, and he is calling the plays, watching the games from the sidelines. Everybody's like, oh, it's Harbaugh. He's not calling the plays. No, watch the games. He's mm-hmm. got a he's got a play sheet. He's Marcus. He's calling the games. Mm-hmm. But the head coach is still influencing, yeah. and I guarantee you it's the same thing with D'Antonio. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Like you and I discussed the other day, I mean, you've got Harbaugh, who's too stubborn to adapt, and you've got D'Antonio, who's too stubborn to get rid of anybody. Yeah. And I, that's going to be, in my opinion, the death of both coaches. Yeah. Is they're just too damn stubborn. Stubbornness. I, I mean, when you when you go down to Columbus and you get run out of the building, when you have one of the top defenses in the nation, they put up 323 rushing yards against you. Huh. I wonder why. Yep. It's just sheer stubbornness. And you will not win the Big Ten from now on if you don't adapt. It's adapt or die. Yeah. I mean, look at what Minnesota did hiring P.J. Fleck. Yeah. They went and got the the hottest name. Mm -hmm. And he's bringing a different offense, and he's spreading teams out. It's more run and gun. It's just go, 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 go. Granted, their wins haven't been pretty, but they're undefeated. Guess what? There's something that we aren't. Mm -hmm. They're, They're undefeated. So... And, like, the same thing you said about adapting, my whole thing with Don Brown. So that game, he did adapt. Mm -hmm. I was shocked how much there was zone schemes in there. They ran zone a lot, and they blitzed out of zone. Yeah. It was a great thing to see. It's like, oh, my God, the stubborn old fart finally did it. He finally adapted. Todd old dog, new tricks. Right. But then, sure as shit, third and 22, they line up man-to-man press coverage and get burned on a screen. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just that old, stupid stubbornness. Why? Third and 22, why the hell are you running man-to-man? Yeah. There is zero good that does. Mm. There is no good that does. No. Because all that's going to happen is somebody falls down or there's one blown assignment, it's a first down. And what do you know? That's what happens. So, yeah, if, if I'm afraid for the Michigan-Michigan State game. Oh, yeah. It's going to be three to nothing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be three to nothing. It's right going to be a snoozer in double overtime. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it'll it's be. It's going to be bad. Neither team will score in the first overtime just to piss everybody off. That's <laughs> how bad that, it, Vegas. That's how bad it looks right now. It but does, seriously, man. it does. I don't. I, uh, it's it's frustrating. And I know Michigan will come out against Illinois. They'll hang forty again, and it'll look great. And we'll all say, "Yep, cool. They did it against another bad team." Right. I, I, I know it's going to happen. So. Oh, I don't know. You got any other thoughts before we close out? Or good, the bad, the ugly? I mean, nah, just shit needs to change in East Lansing and Ann Arbor, and it needs to change quick, or else we're going to continue to be third mediocre and mediocre. Mediocre. If that's what mediocre, if you want mediocrity, run the offense that we're running. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. David Allen Coe, you know what time that is. It's weekly pick-up. And I am, as Chris Jericho would say, Le Champion. <laughs> Once more. Uh, yeah. Good week for me last week. Damn those, Air uh, Force. Damn Air Force, those those nasty seamen. The midshipmen. They came through for me. <laughs> seamen came through. <laughs> See what I did there? Okay, so with that, I opened up a, another game up, so we're back to a three-game lead. But I feel like this week... This week could be interesting. I think this week's going to be an interesting one. I don't... Well, Lane's got his. Ah! I haven't picked any games yet because I forgot to bring my sheet home with me when I printed it off at work. So and I didn't have any time to to get a copy of it, so he handed it to me when I walked in the door when I got here. So I have no games picked yet. So, so could be some interesting stuff going on here. So with that being said, we'll start off with Friday night's game. We've got Virginia at the Miami Hurricanes. Interestingly enough, Virginia, who is a ranked team with a solid defense, is only two-and-a-half-point favorite over Miami right no, now. No, they're a two-and-a-half-point dog. Oh, they're a dog right now? Yeah, Miami's minus two-and-a-half, so oh. they're a two-and-a-half-point dog. Oh, damn. I, that, that changed then. Yeah, so because I had Miami minus two-and-a-half, unless, unless I looked at it wrong. Let me double-check real quick. You might not have. I could have swore that that's what that was. AP top 25, Q Jeopardy music. Yeah, mm-hmm. Miami minus two-and-a-half. Wow. Yep. At home, so that's probably why. 
But, ooh. So with that, you gonna change your mind then? No, I'm gonna go uh, Virginia Cavaliers. Yeah, I'm gonna take Virginia too. Miami's just they're struggling. They're they're struggling right now. Yeah. I think they benched their quarterback last week, so I think at Miami makes it tougher. And I can understand a close line, but I'm gonna take Virginia. And hey, give me the points. Yeah, I think Miami is a team in search of an identity right now. Yeah, big time. So. so the next game on our docket is noon on Saturday, Maryland at Purdue. And Maryland's minus three here. To me, Purdue's running out a JV team. Yeah. And Maryland, what do they do? They blow out the shitty teams and they lose to the good teams. Mm-hmm. So I take Maryland and I take them big. I'm taking Maryland, maybe not as big, but maybe ten points. Three touchdowns. Ooh. Three touchdowns is the course, so it's saying cover the spread. <laughs> Not so fast. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Next, we roll into Rutgers at Indiana. Noon game. Indiana minus 27 and a half. I mean, what's a Rutgers anyways? So I'm still going to roll with Indiana. I imagine you probably are too, right? I am as well. Uh, <laughs> at this point, there's no way in hell I'm taking Rutgers. Does Indiana cover? 27 and a half at home? Yes. Indiana can score. Indiana can score. They so, can score quick. Yeah, I think I'll co- take a cover too. Yeah. So. What do you got for what do we got next? Uh, next game, interesting game. Yeah. Is a surprising Memphis team at Temple. Now Temple, who was it they uh, They went into Maryland and beat Maryland. Yeah, that's right. That's After Maryland was. had beat beat the shit out of Syracuse. Yeah, that's so. what it was. So what do you think? Uh, Memphis is minus five and a half on the road. Temple's got a really good defense. Yeah. They're stingy. Uh, I'm taking my. That's my home dog of the week. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Temple. Taking Temple. Yep. I like the defense. I don't. I don't know a ton about Memphis, but I'm gonna take the Owls. I think you've got the nation's leading rusher. If I'm not do they mistaken. So, yeah, I. You're taking the Owls. I am first different pick of the week. Yeah, Tigers. I'm taking the Tigers. Speaking of Tigers, so our next game: Florida State at Clemson at 3:30. There was a point in time where this was a really good game. It's not this point in time. (laughs) So uh, James Winston's not there stealing crab legs and yelling obscenities about female body parts. (laughs) So uh, Clemson, and it's minus 27. Clemson's they got a knack for not covering the spread, mm-hmm. so I'm going to say they don't cover, but they win by 20 still. Yeah, I'm, yeah. there's no way I would take Florida yeah. State in that game. Five years ago, maybe. Yeah, five years ago. So Next game, Bama at Texas A&M, Lane's Aggies, 3-3 game. Alabama's minus 16.5. Where are you at here? Um, you know, at the beginning of the season, I had this as one of the games that Alabama should be worried about. Um, and they should still be worried no, about going should. to Kyle Field. Oh, yeah, you should still be worried. I would be a little more weary if it was a 7-30 game. Sure. Um, it's hard to go against Bama. It so, is. So I'm taking Bama. I think it's close, though. Yeah. I, 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 I think single digits. I think they Bama do. wins with single digits. Yeah, they're going to get a test this week. Because Bama's defense has been the one thing mm. that hasn't been great. Which is surprising. Right. Alabama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, moving into the night games. There are some earlier games, but we saved the big games for last. USC at Notre Dame. Where's Reggie Bush and Matt Liner when you need The Bush push. So USC is like the hardest team in the world to figure out for me. Mm-hmm. You look at talent and just sheer players, and there's probably only like five or six teams that are better than them. Yeah. But they still can't put it on the field consistently. Nope. They're playing, I think they're down to a third-string quarterback. So Notre Dame is minus 10.5, and, and I think that line is really, really close. So I'm taking Notre Dame. I would lay the points, too, if I were playing it. I'm going to take the Fighting Irish, but I'm taking them big. Oh, really? You think, think, I think they're going to put it on. Wow. Because okay. there's some chatter already by some USC guys saying that they're going to come in and shock everybody. And I mean, I, That is a rivalry game. Oh, yeah. It's not what you would think of as a rivalry game. But to Notre Dame, I know a lot of Notre Dame fans. That's a rivalry game. Oh, yeah. They, they, they hate USC. Game. Yes, absolutely. Uh, moving forward, Nebraska at Minnesota. Minnesota minus seven and a half here. The big caveat is we don't know if Adrian Martinez is even going to play. Mm-hmm. So I haven't heard. I don't know if you have. If he doesn't play, I think Minnesota big. 
Big, big, big. Now, if he plays, it's closer, but I'm taking the Gophers either way. See, I'm, when the beginning of the season when we did our East and West picks, I picked Nebraska to lose to Minnesota before all this happened. So I'm sticking with that. I'm still going to take Minnesota. So we're still on anything. we got one difference still. So yeah. We're going to do some changes. I have here. a feeling it's going to get interesting. This back half of slate of games is some good games mm-hmm. here. So uh, the nightcap in the Big Ten, Penn State coming to Kinnick. Iowa Hawkeyes. Iowa, obviously, after that game with Michigan, they got blood in their mouth. Penn State's looked really good. They're getting hyped up by everybody right now. It's the mm-hmm. second-best team in the Big Ten. I don't know why, because Wisconsin's still there. But Iowa, Penn State's getting that hype. Penn State's minus 3.5 at Iowa. Um, you're talking about Penn State defense that's really good, an Iowa defense that's really good, a Penn State offense that is a lot of question marks, and an Iowa offense that's a lot of question marks. Is Mika Parsons suspended for a half? Well, I don't know. I thought there was somebody at Penn State that got like a targeting call. Uh, yeah, I have no I idea. That was Parsons, maybe. Not, not sure. Um, I really don't know. This game is tough for me because mm-hmm. everybody's seen what happens at Kinnick at night. I mean... Do you want me to go ahead and... No, I'm taking Iowa. All right. Taking the Hawkeyes at home. If it wasn't at home, I would take Penn State double digits. But Kinnick at night, man. Crazy things happen at Kinnick at night for some reason. Yeah. What do you think? You know, if, if you look at my sheet here... You scratch it off a couple times. Yeah, I scratch it off a couple times. <laughs> um, so... Like you said, Kinnick at night, man. It, like I said, there's always one game where a team comes into Kinnick at night. It's cold. It's nasty. And Iowa pulls a win out of their ass. Weather kind of plays that way right now. And weather's playing that way. It's light. It's going to be a cold October night. Windy. Jordan just destroyed his pen. He just broke my pen. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Iowa at night and at Kinnick at night, man. It, there's something about it. There's a mojo or something. So I am also taking the Hawkeyes. Damn it. That was one I was hoping you would be different on. I was different at one point. But I said about twice, and I wrote one in, and I crossed it out. Go back to that point. No, no. no. <laughs> so this game here was a last-minute change-up. I forget what I replaced it with. But Hawaii at Boise State. Hawaii, one of those teams that's just kind of, you know, hung around, beat teams, played scrappy, beat some power five teams, and then Boise State looks to be back to the top group of five team yep. out there. Boise State's minus 11.5 at home. I, I'm taking Boise State, but I like Hawaii to keep this game close. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Boise State as well. Um, I think Hawaii is a team that really kind of has shocked quite a few, quite a few experts out there that they didn't really see this coming and might be getting back to the old days with Colt Brennan and yeah, those guys I, where Hawaii's going to Power Five bowl games yep. and no, they've played well, so we'll see. Uh, now we get into the two biggest games of the slate, not playing Michigan, Michigan State. Red River, Oklahoma at Texas. Yeehaw. Uh, Oklahoma's minus 11. They bring in all that offense. Jalen Hurts' Heisman campaign and C.D. Lamb and everything else and high-powered and Boomer Sooner and Lincoln Riley's the biggest name in college football and everything. Mm-hmm. And you say all that, and I say horns up. Texas. You're taking Texas. Taking the Longhorns. I said at the beginning of the year that Texas would lose to LSU early in the year, run the table, and beat Oklahoma, and then play Oklahoma again in the Big 12 title game with the redemption shot at the playoff on the line for those two teams. So it has to happen. You're willing it to happen. I'm willing it. Sam Ellinger, let's go. Oh, Hordes up. Hordes up. So Jordan, that's number two. Let's go. That's different this Let's week. Let's go. So I'm taking Oklahoma Boomer Sooners. I think there's just too much offense. I think Jalen Hurts is going, could potentially, I don't want to say cement his Heisman candidacy this season with this game. But I think he's going to give one hell of an effort. And Spoiler I, alert, that's coming next. Oh. But, yeah, with that being said, I think Oklahoma, I've got Oklahoma by 
two scores. Texas's defense is getting back to full strength. They're bringing back two starters this week. Man, but I like Lincoln Riley and what he can do with Jalen. I beat him last year. Jalen's used to big games, though, man. Kyler Murray won the highest was number one pick. Beat him. It's true. It's true. We'll see. We'll see. Red River. What do you Anything do can happen. In a rivalry game, you throw out them records. It don't mean anything. Nope. It's just all about who wants the game more. Yeah. So, like I said, spoiler alert, that's coming this game. Florida at LSU. LSU is minus 13. I think that Joe Burrow separates himself as the Heisman frontrunner in this game. Five touchdowns, 450 yards, and LSU runs Florida out of the building. Not even close. 28-35 point victory. Blowout. Really? Because Florida can't get pressure with all those athletes. Burroughs can get the ball in and out so quick. There's wide receivers everywhere. I don't even think it's close. Really? I don't even think it's close. Florida is a fraud of a top ten team if I've ever they seen. They are. They are a fraud. Yes, they have a great defensive line, and that's it. Yeah. They are a fraud of a top ten team if I've ever seen one. LSU big. Big. Twenty-eight. Well, I, I go Tigers. That's yeah. See what I did there. Yeah. Um, it's punny. I'm I'm taking LSU as well. I do think Joe Burrow's will also. Increase his Heisman odds this weekend with a big game. I, I do think it's going to be between Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow at the end of the season. I mean, I think Joe Burrow is kind of the guy that nobody really expected. But we, we've talked the past two, three weeks about LSU's offense, man. I, I agree. I think LSU runs Florida out the building. Yeah, Death Valley is not a fun place to come play, especially after you just had to fight Auburn. They make friggin' earthquakes happen. Oh, shit. <laughs> So then we get to our two games, Michigan at Illinois at noon. Uh, Michigan's minus 22.5. Brandon Peters isn't even playing for Illinois, so they're down to a backup quarterback. I'd like to see Michigan run the ball. It'd be nice just to establish a run game and get out of here comfortably, kind of like Rutgers, and get ready for Happy Valley next weekend because that's – your season's on the line every game going forward Mm -hmm. in Michigan. There's no more – there's no room for error. So I got Michigan hopefully big. Hopefully big. Yeah, I – I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I Michigan is miles a bet miles better than Illinois. Sure, I'm taking Michigan as well. Okay, so Michigan State at Wisconsin, three thirty. Michigan State got blood in their mouth again. Tough one. Like I said, that was a game that they could have very easily been in the whole yeah. time, and they just couldn't get out of their own way. Well, if they weren't so inept on offense, we mm-hmm. wouldn't have a problem. But they were. That's the thing. They. They were doing it, and then they just could. They just kept bumbling the ball. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. what do you got? Go ahead. Um, I, I mean, I'm, this is another one I could spend a lot of time on. Right now, I'm. It's hard to be a Spartan fan when you're going. When you look at the stretch, it's it's tough. I mean, I'm still going to support my team 120. percent I'm still going to be keeping an eye on everything, but I mean this. The stretch at the beginning of the year we knew it was going to be tough. We, we said numerous times this is one of the toughest stretches in the nation. And you go into Columbus, really, in all honesty, if it wasn't for that second quarter, it would have been a completely different game. Um, I, I'm still taking Wisconsin. I, I think Jonathan take, – it's, it's scary for me to see when we gave up 323 yards to Ohio State and you've got the nation's best running back this week and one of the best offensive lines in the nation, and you see what they've done to Michigan, and you see what they're doing to all these schools with Jonathan Taylor, I mean, it it could be ugly, and it could get ugly quick. Um, I want it. I want, I mean, what I want is I want Sparty to come in and prove me wrong and end up pulling up one of those shocking upsets, but I, it's not going to happen. I, I have zero confidence in this offense right now, zero. You can't let the defense keep bailing you out, especially in these games. I'm taking Michigan State. Whoa! Upset of the week. And here's why. You said Ohio State ran all over Michigan State. What's the difference in Ohio State and Wisconsin? Spread. Justin Fields. Yeah. A mobile quarterback. Yeah. Wisconsin doesn't have that. They rely on lining up and punching you in the face, running the football. What's the one thing that Michigan State wants to do on defense? They want to line up and they want to punch you in the face. Northwestern exposed Wisconsin. 
Wisconsin. What you can do to Wisconsin if you stay in your fits. Michigan didn't stay in their fits on defense, and that's what happened. They had a couple guys out of position and a couple big plays. I don't think that that Michigan State front seven is going to do that. Joe Bocci's disciplined. Willikus is disciplined. Yeah. This front seven will slow down Jonathan Taylor because they've done it. They're disciplined. Jack Cohn's not going to beat Michigan State like Justin Fields can. He's not going to. He's not even as good as Michael Penix throwing the ball. Yeah. So your secondary doesn't have to worry as much. You can press man on the outside because you know that your guys in the box can fight with them. I honestly believe Michigan State wins this game 13-10. Really? Yes. I've got. I don't do. think they need to score because I think Wisconsin is so one-dimensional that they can't do it with Jack Cohn. I think Jack Cohn played his best game against Michigan, and Michigan looked absolutely horrible. But at the at the at the end of the day, what they want to do is exactly what Michigan State is built to stop. Man, I feel kind of like dirty right now. I I. I I don't know why. I feel confident about it, too. Really? I don't even have hesitation in it. I feel confident. I feel better about Michigan State going into this game than I did about Michigan going into the Wisconsin game, and I felt pretty good about that. Wow. Just because of what they do. Yeah. They want to line you up and punch you in the face, and Michigan State's saying, yes, please, punch me. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's like on freaking Pitch Perfect when the dude said, hey, Fat Amy, hit me in the balls. Like, that's what Michigan State wants. <laughs> hit me in the balls. I want it because I don't know if can hit you back. It fuels her hate fire. Exactly. That's what they want. So I am taking Michigan State. Wow. That gives us our three-game difference, and we will be tied by the end of this week. Oh. oh. Is that a spicy enough take? It's spicy. Does that, is that, does that fuel the fire that you needed? That's Scoville. Like, yeah, that's we're, spicy. we're ranking up there. That's like hot. Damn spicy! I hate myself for saying it. I'm probably gonna. Be I know, like that. I, like I think I'm more scared than anything. Is that I just watched a hardcore Michigan fan defend Michigan State. I just think it lines up, and not not trying. I take all the bias out of it. I just think it lines up. By all means, I hope I'm. I hope you're right. I mean, I hope you're 120, 130 percent right, and they come out and it is a 13 to 10 game and they redeem themselves. Like I said Northwestern proved that you can go to Camp Randall and you don't have to score a whole bunch of points. That's true. Northwestern, you do realize Northwestern threw two touchdowns in that game. Yeah. To Wisconsin. Yeah, and they're Wisconsin 126th in the nation. Wisconsin scored. No, I'm saying the two touchdowns were to Wisconsin. There's two pick sixes in that game. Oh. Wisconsin scored one offensive touchdown in that game. Michigan State's defense is better than Northwestern's. See, now you're making me second guess. See? Think about it. It lines up. It, it fits. lines up. Um, for they're going to get blown out forty-five nothing now. That's like I put that in the world, but <laughs> I would be absolutely would not be shocked for one second if Michigan State goes to Camp Randall wins. All right, and I'm, that's why I'm taking it. That is that's spicy. I feel like you're just at a loss. You don't. I, I honestly am. I'm I'm against the ropes right now, man. <laughs> I, didn't, I I. I hey, like I'm clutching you, I'm clutching Goldie a little tighter right now. Tyson said everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face, and I just punch you in the face now for this belt. You don't know what to do. <laughs> you can sit there and Ali and open open for days, but I'm coming. I feel vulnerable. I'm coming for that belt. So. I feel vulnerable. Uh, like I said, so that's our three different picks there. Uh, this week in football, probably the best week this season. Oh yeah. There are games from noon to midnight where. You're going to be watching footballers. Great game. This is why we all love college football for mm-hmm. weeks like this. I mean, you got Red River, you got Death Valley, you got you got USC Notre Dame, Penn State at Iowa. I mean, it's going to get fun. There's some good games, and it's getting real now because this is week seven, right? Yep. And week eight's when the college football playoff comes out. Oh. So next week we'll have to have yeah. what we think our first one will be. Who's in? Who's because out? it doesn't come out until after week eight, right? Yeah, I think you're right. So we'll be able to be ahead of the committee and what our picks will be. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting, too. You always get that gauge of where everybody's at. Yeah. So uh, that's going to wrap up our pick'em segment. And then uh, we'll take a quick break right here, and then we'll roll into our quick little NBA preview. I think we'll save college basketball for another day. We're already running a little long here. We said we want to keep these short. So take a quick little break, and we'll get into the NBA preview. All right, so we're back here. We're going to do a quick little uh, – NBA one hitter, and I say weird, I mean Lane, because uh, if there is any sport that I know very little about in this world, it is the NBA. Because I haven't watched the NBA since the Pistons were good. That'll tell you something. Ooh, that long. I watched one playoff game last year for a quarter, and I was like, yeah, I just can't do this. So. <laughs> 
I just I can't get into the NBA. So Lane's gonna kind of run down just a quick little hitter, kind of teams he's watching, potential MVP, rookie of the year, champs, NBA champ, that whole kind of thing, kind of like a preview. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be pretty short, but just a quick thing, and then. I don't know. Maybe next week we'll do a college basketball thing in here in a couple of weeks because they do have games starting in about a month. So yeah, why don't you go ahead get us give us a little rundown of the NBA? So excuse me. Uh, so this NBA offseason was probably the craziest one ever. Um, I do know that it was insane, and it's kind of the quote Infinity War when Thanos gives Gamora the blade. And he talks about balance, and when she's holding it on her finger, and he teaches her how to balance it. It's kind of what's happened to the NBA this perfectly year. Perfectly balanced, like all things should NBA be. NBA is perfectly Dude, that's balanced. Freaking creepy that you said that because I used that line at work today. <laughs> I used that exact analogy at work today. That's freaking weird. We <laughs> we did not talk about this before. No, no I, that's awesome. I am very weirded out. I'm gonna go say a few hilarious. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like this off season, a lot of big moves, LA. Has become the mecca again of basketball. You've gotten Anthony Davis to the Lakers. You had the huge signing of Kawhi and then the sign and trade of Paul George. Uh, Oklahoma City trading away Russ to the Rockets. I mean, the West this year is absolutely filthy. Um, and Golden State's still standing up there looking at everybody. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Which is insane with the West is because you could probably say Golden State's probably the sixth or seventh best team in that conference right now. Um, so with rolling into that, I've got just a couple teams that I'm gonna I think that are worth noting. Ironically, all in the West. What do you know? Um, first team. A lot of te- people are sleeping on them still. And my buddy Chris and um, at work, he and I talk quite a bit of NBA and. Like that number one team, he and I, I mean, I really feel like is the Utah Jazz. Uh, trained for Mike Conley. I mean, they've got Donovan Mitchell, they got Bojan Bogdanovic, they got Joe Inglis, they got Rudy Gobert. I mean, Dude, I know like three of those guys. So I don't know any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you, you look at that starting five and good luck scoring on them. They're long, they're athletic, they can shoot. I mean, that's, I think that's. Maybe the second best team in the West, in my opinion. Um, the next team, I mean, of course, it's the Pelicans. I mean, that starting five, Drew Holiday, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Zion, might have heard of them. Um, and then Derek Favors. And then the sixth man coming off the bat, she got J.J. Redick. And ah, that's one of my favorite players of all time. J.J. Redick at, uh, at a press conference looked at Zion, and Zion and him were talking at a practice, and I think J.J.'s made like... 13 of 14 playoff series or something like that in his entire career. And he said, he looked at Zion and said, I've made 13 to 14 playoffs. Don't F this up for me. <laughs> and, J- and Zion, of course, being 18 years old, thinks it's a joke. And J.J. Redick is just dead man. serious. Uh, Here, I, here's my hot take. Zion Williamson's a bust. Oh, I, I think so, too. And that's actually what I was going to get into a little bit as well. I don't think he pans out. I he's, mean, he'll be a, he'll be a good... NBA player. He's Draymond Green, but with LeBron James' athleticism, he can't shoot. Yeah. All he can do is dunk. RJ Barrett will be a better pro than Zion Williams. I hope because I'm a Knicks fan. That's right. He went to the Knicks. I forgot about. Yeah, that. I hope. Hey, you got you got Iggy. You're good. I got who? Iggy Rosakis. Oh God. Yeah. Well, he's. They're saying he's made quite a good impression in camp. He has the body for the NBA. He does. He was built for I thought he came out too early, but... He he is more built for the NBA, though. He wasn't built for college game. No. Um, So, I guess the team that I'm... Another team kind of worth watching, light, of course, Golden State Warriors. Clay Thompson coming back from a pretty catastrophic knee injury in the finals. You could argue that if he wouldn't have got hurt, if KD wouldn't have gotten hurt, Toronto would have even been in the final the series with them I think they would have probably run them out oh yeah um but I mean people keep keep forgetting about the Warriors which to me is insane you've got the best shooter on the planet yeah Jordan Poole (laughs) 
<laughs> I just saw a clip of him today, actually. On They're saying he looks good, too. He, he's another guy that's made for the NBA because what, mm-hmm. all he can do is shoot. Yeah. I mean, he, they don't guard a soul in the NBA. He couldn't, no, he couldn't well, guard he's, nobody. He's perfect for that team. Oh, yeah. I just, mean, he, you, you got Steph and Clay. Go hide over there yeah. and run around, and when you find a spot, knock it down. That's yeah. what he's built for. So. so, I mean, you still got Steph. You got D'Angelo Russell now. Oh yeah, Mr. Ice in his veins. I do love that. I, you I got him. A, and he's a Buckeye. I do love that. And then you have still have Draymond. <sighs> I mean, you, I think they've got Willie Cauley Stein now. I hate Draymond. Um, <laughs> and then you're going to probably have a healthy Clay come back playoff time, so they could be sitting at a six, seven seed come playoffs to get a Clay Thompson back. Yeah, that could be a nasty team. I mean, that could be a team that comes in and starts shocking people. Just a matter of how well I think how how well they can play to get there until he's there. And I, and I think you have a shot in today's NBA way that team's built. Yeah, but the West, like you said, is loaded. It is. It is. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my my teams to keep an eye on. Like, I mean, you could talk about the Nets. You could. Talk about the 76ers. You could talk about those guys. You could talk about the Bucks. Are the 76ers still trusting the process? Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> that process has paid off for them. So they were trusting that process for about 10 years And now. funny story, Ben Simmons knocked down his first three yesterday. Oh! Hallelujah! Stop the press. It's raining. That fool couldn't hit a 15-footer in college. Nope. No, he's draining one three. Yeah. Um, so then I guess my next point for the NBA, um, it's Rookie of the Year. You know, Jordan and I kind of talked about a little bit. I agree. I think Zion's going to be a bust. I don't... I, as a Knicks fan, I was disappointed to see us lose the number one pick, but I'm in a way happy. Because, I mean, yeah, Zion is athletic as hell, but I don't want a guy that's going to win dunk contests. I want a guy that's going to win a ring. Sure. And I think they got the guy in R.J. Barrett that can do that. And Iggy. And and Iggy. (laughs) (laughs) So, but with that, all that being said, I think the rookie of the year this year is going to be John Moran. Thank you. I I, I I said it in the draft that I thought he was the best prospect. Yeah, he's the best prospect. I mean, and he has, outside of Jalen Jackson and Jonas Valchunas, who's on that team? Yeah. Dylan Brooks. I mean, there's nobody else on that team. And I think he has the opportunity to be the guy in Memphis, yeah. and I think he takes it, and I think he runs away with it. I don't even think the Rookie of the Year contest is close. Yeah. I think he comes out, and he just balls out, similar to what Derrick Rose did in his rookie year. Just comes out, and... Hopefully his trajectory is not the same as Oh, Rose's. God, yeah. Well, he's a piston now. don't know if you knew that. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> um, and so I guess my MVP pick, um, I'm taking Steph Curry. I really think... He's going to solidify an MVP campaign this year just by necessity. Does he almost have to? I think so. I think he. I think he's, he's going to play being out for three quarters of the year. And I mean, it, the award is most valuable player, right? And I think you've got now Westbrook and Harden on the same team. So those two are going to put up seventy-five shots between the two a game. You've got LeBron. You could say maybe say AD. That was what I was thinking. I was, you could see maybe AD because he's so far preseason looked phenomenal, but it's AD. Um, could maybe you could maybe see Embiid, maybe Seventy Sixers, Giannis, of course, can't forget about him. But I really like I really like stuff. I think in the say his last name, Curry. No. Antetokounmpo. Is that what it is? Something like that. God, I can never. That, that's there's so many syllables. <laughs> um, I just feel like in the West, it's going to be a good situation for him to win it. I think if they finish a six seed, something like that, he's going to. I mean, he's going to have to carry that team, and I think he will. I think he will win the MVP. I do think AD will be finishing second, and I would. I do like. I do like Giannis finishing third. Um, so those are kind of my MVP picks. So then when I get into kind of the the nitty gritty of the West Conference Conference champ, the Eastern Conference champs, I haven't talked much about them. Um, it's the Clippers. I think win the West. I think between Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, I think that's a pretty nasty combo. But could you imagine a Western Conference Championship Lakers versus Clippers? Oh my God, that city would implode. <laughs> 
But it's okay. We don't need California for anything. <laughs> that, state's not, that state's not really good for a whole lot. Let's be You're going to fall into the ocean in about 20 years yeah. anyways. Uh, sorry. Uh, um, but, I mean, that all hinges on if Paul George is going to be healthy. He's had knee and shoulder issues. So, I mean, it depends on how he's going to look. Um, out of the east... Say the Pistons. Say the Pistons. No. Damn it. No, 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 no. Well, I'm not watching the NBA this year. It's bullshit. I'm there goes that. Uh, no, I'm going to take the 76ers. I felt like they had a very good offseason. Picking up Al Horford. Resigned Tobias Harris. Al Horford's still in the league? Yeah. Jesus, he's old. Yeah, he's a, he's old, but he's still playing he's well. John Howard 2.0. He is. Uh, I, I like the 76ers. I mean, I like the Bucks. I think Giannis is... May be the best player in the league. Um, he's definitely a freak. He is. He's the Greek freak. Um, but I just like 76ers overall as a unit. It's going to be interesting to watch all those personalities play together, especially <laughs> coming out of contract time. They're all getting older, and they're all going to want to be the guy. And there's a lot of strong personalities on that team. Um, and then overall, I mean, the champs. I'm going to take Clippers. I'm going to take Clippers in seven. Uh, I think that series would be a fun series to watch. I just think the experience of Kawhi Leonard showing what he can do in big games um, and then adding Paul George, that never hurts. Sure. Um, they've got a good young team around them. I mean, I don't, I didn't like them trading away Shai Gellius to uh, Oklahoma City. Um, but that's a good team. It's a really good team. So they got a team I want to know about. Yeah. Because they have some names that I like, but I don't know anything else about the team. What are the Mavericks going to look like? Because they got Luka, they got Porzingis. That's, I mean, that's such a weird team, too, because you've got Luka, you got Porzingis. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's going to be another. I think there's going to be a lot of good teams that are going to miss a playoff. Are they a playoff team? Maybe a 7-8 seed in the playoffs? I think they're a 7 or 8 seed. Yeah? I really do. That's I, sad. I want Luka and the Unicorn to do good. I think they're going to be... They're going to be fun to watch. I mean, well, you got two seven footers that could stroke it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and you got Luca that plays can play point. I mean, I think the Mavericks are one player away from really, really being there. And I mean, in the day and age of the big three. I mean, I always liked the Mavericks. They were kind of my Western Conference team when Steve Nash was there and Dirk was just oh, doing yeah. his Dirk Pogo stick thing. Mm-hmm. So the Pistons can send Blake Griffin down to the Mavericks. I'm cool with that. Well, there's talking about Blake Griffin getting traded to the Celtics. Well, the hell with that. Boston uh, don't need shit. <laughs> Piss on the Celtics. Well, the rumor is, is that him going to the uh, Celtics for Jalen Brown, because Jalen Brown wants like a max deal, and he's not worth a max deal. Mm-hmm. So. I know that. He was dog shit at Cal. Mm-hmm. That was the most overhyped five-star ever. Yeah. When they and were... He was down to Cal, Michigan. Cool with that. Go to Cal, bro. <laughs> See you later. You were poop dick. Oh, bye-bye. Uh, so, really, just a quick preview. That's kind of what I've got for the NBA. Jordan, you got any other comments? I think I've said all I can say about the NBA. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. I mean, all the names you were throwing out there, all I could think of is what college team they played for. <laughs> Like you said, Dylan Brooks. I'm like, oh, he played at Oregon. Yeah. I mean, I'm here. I'm like, Mike Conley. I was an Ohio State guy. Al Horford played at Florida 20 years ago. <laughs> right. Him with Keen Noah. Yeah. Oh, God. That, those goofy teams, ass. Those teams were good, though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like I'll, I'll be – so, going forward, as college football and the NFL wind down, we will do basketball. Yeah. I'm going to primarily be the college basketball because Lane's not as big into that, and he is going to be primarily the NBA side of it. So you might see this podcast kind of start to split that way a little bit in basketball. Yeah. Because it's I I don't have intentions of following the NBA, and I'm very I'm I'm as big in college basketball as I am in college football. So and see, for me, I'm as big in to college or NBA's and NFL. Yeah, and the and, NFL, I'm a step behind on that too. So. And outside of Michigan State, I don't. I don't pay that much attention to college basketball, so... I got my finger on the pulse of college basketball. I got a lot to talk about with that when we get there. So when Michigan loses again, I become a basketball school. <laughs> so. Wait, isn't that a Michigan State thing? When's college basketball start? So you, no, yeah, usually. Yeah, isn't that yeah. a Michigan State thing? Except for when Michigan was shitty and Michigan State was beating them all the time. Then it's, well, we're both school. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as they start losing it. So don't worry, wait till basketball. So, yeah. <laughs> I think we've rambled long enough. This got longer than it was supposed to again. So we tried to keep. We said we were going to try to keep them shorter, but you know, sometimes we get talking, and I don't. I don't think it was anything that's bad. So hopefully, 
hopefully you guys enjoy it. Um, thank you again for listening. Uh, if you have something, like I said, if you something you want us to talk about, questions, send us a text, drop us a DM on Twitter, Facebook comment, whatever. I mean, we're always open to talk about new things as you just listened to. We just talked about the NBA for the first time. So let us know. Um, once again, like us share subscribe rate review all that stuff just to help get us out there so that we can uh, keep doing this thing we're gonna keep doing this thing because we like oh, it yeah. it ain't we ain't getting any money so mm-hmm. it's all fun um but yeah i think i'm kind of done do you have any other final thoughts no i really don't but uh, thank you like jordan said just reiterate thank you guys for for commenting and just sharing and just talking about us. I mean, it, it, listening to us ramble. For yeah. An hour just listen day. to two guys ramble for a couple hours. I mean, or taking some time out of your week, just to listen to us. We really appreciate it. Um, so in closing, I guess go green, prove Jordan, right? Wow. I feel gross hearing you say that. Huh, okay. I'm good now. Go blue.